1: Eleven o'clock hour. Cody and Gold. We'll get to the Chiefs' red half hour in thirty minutes. Alex Gold, Cody Tap, Nick Schwartz, with you. Trash of the day in about twenty minutes or so. Keeping an eye on franchise tag deadline. Less drama for Chiefs fans now that we already have the news, of course, that Orlando Brown Jr. will not be tagged uh, by the three o'clock deadline. But there's certainly, as Nick was pointing out during his notes, Aaron Rodgers uh lamar jackson trade news of course new rumors coming out on a regular basis we'll see if any other surprise player gets franchise tagged today really it's just lamar jackson is kind of the question of the exactly which tag tag. yeah and then yesterday was tony pollard and evan ingram officially having the franchise they'll have to
0: franchise tag daniel jones yeah
1: yeah daniel jones is the other other quarterback uh, to keep an eye on as well and as we're about a week or so away from the league year opening up you're going to start seeing more and more rumors come out about players that a certain team likes or a certain team is linked to. And the latest has to do with wide receiver Alan Lazard in a weak free agent wide receiver class. Alan Lazard is right up there with Juju Smith-Schuster, for example, as wide receivers that are going to be highly sought after for, for obvious reasons. And there at least is a report from Matthew Barry of NBC Sports. Um, friend of the show now, right? We had him Yeah, on he came on the run? show. Sure, friend of the show?
2: Okay, He
0: seemed to enjoy his time on the
1: show, I think so, so I would like I don't, to say he's a friend. Did he
2: seem to... Enjoy his time on the show. After he
1: left, after we got done talking to him, you were talking to him. I think you handed him a Papa Murphy's gift card. I had to
2: explain to him.
0: Okay, but in fairness, over and
2: over again, what Papa Murphy's was? Yeah,
0: you really had to give an in depth. But he you goes, spent the time. What
2: he's like? What he goes? So it's so like you have to make it yourself. I said no, it's already made. And he's like, they don't have these in Connecticut. I said, all right, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. So Matthew Berry. Sorry, but it was just a weird exchange. He uh,
1: reports that the Chiefs and Ravens have shown interest in free agent wide receiver Alan Lazard. Let me just read you a quote from his column. Yeah, this is important. From his column, quote, my nipples are hard for Alan Lazard, according to his source. His source went on to explain, that was a... That was a phrase he heard about Lazard, one of the top free agent wide receivers. I heard both Mm. the Ravens and Chiefs really like Mm. Lazard. Their sense is that Lazard is returning to Green Bay is not out of the question, but an unlikely outcome. So whoever his source was is very excited about Alan Lazard, so much so that their nipples are are hard. There's a chance
0: that Brett Veach said, my nipples are hard for Alan Lazard. Uh Uh-huh. I honestly kind of hope it was him
1: <laughs> and that he
0: will later confirm that if they sign Can Alan Lazard. Can you imagine
1: at a podium setting? Air, air. Brett, real quick, just wanted to clear something up. You guys signed Alan Lazard this offseason where, you know, great, great signing. Uh, is it true, though, your your nipples were hard, Brett?
0: Can you confirm or deny how hard your nipples are about this signing of <laughs> Alan Lazard?
2: No, By better way. yet, just, just hold up a picture of Alan Lazard <laughs> and then just reach out and... Caresses nipples. Matter of
0: fact, I actually think for as many times you've accused me of bringing up free agents on the show or guys, they should trade for our official new ranking system is how hard are your nipples for this (laughs) free agent. That's fair. That's the only way to do this going forward. We do not do a one to five scale or interest level scale. It is a hardness of nipple scale. That's it. That's how we determine whether or not you're like, interested. Like, are they
2: cutting diamonds? So, okay, uh, then so you're really one hard and we're, You know, like,
1: what's the level
2: yep. here? Yep. So Al Lazard, for you,
1: I mean, would you say is, like, is one hard at okay, least? So one, just
0: one? Clearly Lazard and some of the other wide receivers who are available <laughs> are the B option to what would be the best option in free agency at wide receiver in Juju Smith-Schuster. So I want to make that clear now. But if they're going to go to the B options of wide receiver, my nipples are harder for Jacoby Myers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah? You couldn't even get it out. Is that
0: right? I really tried. He said it so seriously, too. Like It was a real... But I'm serious. I feel like he's a better fit. He's been an 800-yard receiver each of the last two seasons. That's better than any season MVS has ever put on paper. He's been doing that with largely no one at quarterback for New England during that time. He's shown progress. He's a 26-year-old receiver. Will be 27. Like I just feel like he's a he's kind of like a like you called him Nick. He's a bit of an innings eater. Like I do think he can be a 70-80 catch guy for a lot of different rosters, which is pretty much what he's been doing. For them, I actually think Jacoby Myers is a much better fit than Lazard.
1: Here's where Lazard makes sense to me. If you tell me that Juju Smith-Schuster isn't back, and that's still who I would like back on the Chiefs. I would like them to work on a multi-year deal and bring Juju Smith-Schuster back. Um, Al Lazard, much like Juju, though, can block. And we, we joke, you know, people didn't like when we He's said that massive people didn't like when yeah. we said that last off season about the two wide receivers, the chiefs brought in. Well, it's right? like the last thing right. you care about I, when I it comes to wide receivers, but it was definitely yeah. a shift in the type of wide receiver. Sure. We said, Hey, you know, what's noticeable about MVS and juju being brought in. They're both to Nick's point though, they're both, you know, big physical wide receivers that can block. They hadn't had a wide receiver that could block like that's in Sammy Watkins. Yeah.
0: And they and went 13 and, personnel. And, and worked, all that stuff. It worked yeah.
1: very well for them, obviously this year. Alan Lazard, I think, could offer that skill set that Juju has if you lose it. However, Juju, to me, you know work you know Juju works in this system. You know he can be, other than Kelsey, your number one receiving threat. And he can go across the middle of the field and he's he's a guy. Even the Super Bowl. I know the stats weren't massive in the Super Bowl. One particular drive, though, he was you know, he had three catches, I think it was on that one drive that was key. You can you could count on him, you could trust him. I would prefer Juju, but I would also prefer Alan Lazard over Jacoby Myers, though. If you're giving me my choice, um, obviously it sounds like your nipples are a little bit different than mine. Clearly, so uh, when, it comes realize... to, when it comes to that, I would go yeah. ahead and, uh, and say that Alan Lazard on the nipple scale on the nipple scale is Cody's harder on it than than you. Than, than, uh, than Alan. You know than, uh, that they Jacoby.
0: have been in the league almost the e- identical amount of time, and Jacoby Myers has well outproduced
2: Alan Lazard. Okay, but, you, okay, Lazard, but let's stop talking about production. Let's talk about who they are like they're complete Alan Lazard is six foot five he is Juju he is a big physical across the Jacob middle Meyer's a 6'2", 200. that's actually Juju's size I think Alan Lazard is a he's going to play with physicality he's going to play with strength and size Jacoby Meyer is more of a precise route runner that's going to work the middle of the field so you're talking about one guy who is basically a juju safety valve if you don't get Juju you go after Alan Lazard if you can't get a long-term deal done you can find a cheaper option in Lazard. How many guys across the middle do you want on this wide receiver room, though?
0: Like, I would rather, like, again, I feel like what we're talking about is, like, let's try to recreate the exact offenses last year, and the Chiefs so rarely do that. That was the advantage of what you were just talking about the previous wide receivers. If you're not doing juju, then do the next best wide receiver at a similar price. And if Lazard and Jacoby Myers are going to cost a similar price, Jacoby Myers has definitively been more productive. He's a better overall number pass catcher, overall yardage pass catcher, like he's just as good in a yards op- per here's,
1: catch. Here's the difference: he's been the only option. He's been the only
0: option. Yeah, but Lazard, well, Lazard was hurt part like, of this year, so that yeah, certainly my hurts That's only
1: pushback him. on that. Is like Jacoby, who el- I mean, honestly, who else did he have, man?
0: Yeah, I know. But then we got to talk about quarterback discrepancy. One guy had
1: Aaron Rodgers; Fine. the other
0: guy was slumming it.
1: But we know when it when it comes to the 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 production, the fit, much like how we discussed, MVS ended up being very similar. Yeah. obviously, this this particular season. But MVS was also you know the, the number three option, I think it's fair to say, sure. four option at times in this offense. Oh God, Lazard was – I mean, two of those years, he spent with the two-time
0: MVP, and he was only putting up like 550 yards. He was not very productive. Well, Lazard the, was not productive.
1: None of these guys are going to be the number one receiving option in the Chiefs' offense, though, anyway. Like, no, But I think if, like if, Myers has a better if, chance if to Alan, do that, like Alan, as far as wide receiver goes. If Alan Lazard was – what you sound like you think he should have been with Aaron Rodgers, then Alan Lazard would be getting a five-year, a four-year deal for $120 million this offseason. So he wouldn't even be, we wouldn't be having this conversation. It's a weak free agent wide receiver draft class. Nobody's saying Alan Lazard is perfect. It serves how Jacoby Myers is not either.
0: No, I just feel like the upside is better with Myers and the current productivity has been better with Myers. And I don't think that they're going to be drastically different in the price. Yes, they will be more, they will be less expensive than Juju. But all we're talking about here is we've all made it clear we'd like Juju back. These are the, like, you know, these are the backup options. Like, these are the choices outside of Juju you go with. I'm not looking for the direct, the, the like, I don't know, diet Juju Smith-Schuster. I think I just want the more talented wide receiver. At this point, I feel like that's Jacoby Myers. Unless Lazard, like, if Lazard had played healthy all year, we'd have probably got a better answer. But because he got hurt, and he was the number one wide receiver in Green Bay in a year where he was hurt... You don't really know what he could have turned into once Devonte Adams and MBS and some of the other guys who took targets away from him were gone. I feel
2: like Jacoby Myers is Jacoby Myers is um, Jarvis Landry. Like yeah, he'll get you seventy catches, God, he'll get so you eight hundred yards, but he is not going to get in the end zone. That's you just described Juju Smith Schuster. Like I mean,
0: your exact description is Juju Smith Schuster's exact. I'm not career. sure I want Matter either of fact, one of these guys
2: though. If you're resigning Juju. Uh, case closed. I don't need well, another well, Juju or a worse Juju. I don't need another guy who is just going to work the middle of the field no. and not be yeah, as I would, close as This threat. is
0: just about like yeah. if they couldn't get Juju. Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't want both. I,
1: don't, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know anybody that's thinking they're getting both of these guys, right? No, I don't. I mean, Or two
2: of the three? No. Like, right, if you get Juju, be be, both of these guys are off the radar, correct? You
1: get, you get Juju, yeah, and you can still go draft a wide receiver. If you tell me Juju ends up signing somewhere else, and then they decide to sign my- Myers yeah. or If you sign any of the three
0: of these, the other two are off the list, in my opinion. Yeah. You're going to the draft. You go with Myers, you go with Lazard, you go with Juju. doesn't matter. You choose one of those guys, then you're going to the draft or
1: for the other receiver, not back to the free agent. Let's pool. play out the hypothetical somehow where it ends up, and I, I think that's how it would go. But let's say somehow Juju's, you know, Juju's back and they brought in Alan Lazard. So then it's Kelsey, Juju, Lazard, MVS, Sky Moore, Kadarius, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a it's, a lot of bo- it's a lot of bodies, but I don't know if it, it is. But it, and then you still you still drafting one at that point. Are you not drafting a wide receiver at all? At that point, I no. don't think you'd be drafting a wide receiver. You'd be finding out what
0: you have in Sky Moore and Kadarius, Tony. And I think you're going one guy correct. in the free agency and one guy in the draft. Because the draft guy, if you decide you want to bring him along slowly or he immediately jumps over Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, then so be it. But you just take your chances in the draft, at least for one. I think it's one free agent wide receiver. That's it.
1: They're always going to be behind Travis Kelsey. And again, talking about that because Matthew Barry said he heard from a source that, quote, my nipples are hard for Alan Lazard. Do they think they were just being clever rhyming too?
2: Is that what they were going for? I don't know. He said he asked them, like, are you sure that it's okay that I print this? And they said, yeah. Well, it's anonymous anyway, right? I mean,
1: we don't know who the, We don't know who it is. Correct.
2: I like to think it was Brett Feech. Or Chris Ballard for the Colts. Can you give me a Brett Feech impression, Cody? You got I one? Think, I don't think I have a Brett Feech impression. No? Not off the top of my head. I'll work on it for you, though. But you're afraid to do it? No, I just
0: don't think you're I have it'll one. it'll get I don't back even to know. him,
2: and then he'll <laughs> hate no, you? I,
0: I can't even think about how I would try to go about imitating his voice.
2: I guess. He's got a little bit, a little higher pitched maybe. Well, that should fit in with me. Yeah, got that going for you.
0: That's a good start <laughs> to the impression. Are you looking for a clip from Brett Feach?
1: Yeah, but I don't know if it's worth it.
0: We'll, just, we'll all work on an impression and we can debut him, you know, at a date to be determined. Then then the listeners can decide who does the best Brett Feach impression.
1: So that was that. That quote was was obviously fantastic, but also there was uh, a rumor from Rich Eisen yesterday that he's hearing that Philip Rivers, yes, Philip no Rivers, been way. coaching high school football down in Alabama, I think it is, is sniffing around returning to the NFL. That he reached it's about out damn that time he, that he reached out late last season to the Dolphins, as a matter of fact, as one of the teams that he was kind of maybe wanted to get back in the game a little bit, which would be. Absolutely incredible, and to me, would have the Tampa Bay Bucks written all over. Doesn't
2: Phillip Rivers just scream South Beach? (laughs) Tampa. Go to Tampa. In his cargo shorts. Now, Tampa, retirement communities. 41
1: years old, and he last played in 2020. 4,100 yards, 24 touchdowns, 11 picks for the Indianapolis Colts. Lost in a playoff game, I believe.
0: I... Why would you sign Philip Rivers? At this he never point? missed a what game. What purgatory his are you trying to put season. yourself in by bringing Philip Rivers in?
1: There's no way that's actually happening, right?
0: Who would sign him? Who would sign him to start quarterback for them right now?
1: A team that has a quarterback that goes down during camp—that'd be it. Like, no, why would you sign him now? No. But a team that has somebody that goes down in camp.
0: Some team that has hopes and loses their quarterback before the season starts. And they missed
1: out on Jimmy G already and others.
0: I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, it had to be some version of that. Because if I'm Jimmy G, my best chance to start is to wait around and hope you're going to do that. Because what's the the other alternative is you're going to draft a quarterback, but you're going to hold him hostage for one year of Phillip Rivers Nah, man, you walked away, and it was already clear that it was time to walk away. That's not really the time to be like, you know what I'd like to do? Get back in the game. Philip Rivers should probably just sit this one out, right? Just not even try to come back into the NFL. I don't know why any team would do it. Although he is an entertaining figure, so I guess I would enjoy the eight games he started for the Tampa Bay Bucks before they started some fourth round rookie
1: they just took the full context from Rich Eisen yesterday the Dolphins were one of two quarterback needy teams that were contacted no they didn't reach out to him he contacted them they just he p- saw Tua go down with Fur- a concussion
0: he's like I'm gonna ring up the Dolphins
1: for return down the stretch know the Niners who were down to seventh round pick Brock Purdy were the other team uh, and that tells you also I think where Philip Rivers is at that it's not something that ha- would happen. This it would be a midseason training camp type of injury. But that's it's,
0: the thing. I, I understand Brock Purdy into performing really well, so maybe they had a better idea based on practice. But wouldn't that have been the time somebody was calling you back?
1: Well, and you're you were like in to The was calling Skylar to
0: Thompson in Miami wouldn't give you a look. Who do you think is picking you up? They chose Skyler Thompson. Wouldn't he like a seventh round, seventh rounder out of K State? Like he was so far down the list. Look, at, he performed fine considering what he was thrown into. For Miami, but if they're not willing, and that's the problem, it's like, unless you are just like one of those elite guys, like if, if Tom Brady called Miami in the middle of last year, right? If he had retired and then was like, hey, or I'd this like year. to play. Or this year. Anybody's taking the call from Tom Brady, they're immediately bringing him in, and they are absolutely doing it. It's so no question. Rich
1: Eisen hinted do so at fast. that, by the way, too. Wait, now, what? There was some more context to it. Rich Eisen was like, that wasn't for, there was a quote circulating yesterday that. Uh, that said Tom Brady was was still now like having second thoughts and all this kind of stuff that was coming out. And then Rich Eisen tried to clarify and he claims it was taken out of out of context. But I was like, Tom Brady, you gotta you gotta go away, man. You gotta you gotta go away. Rich Eisen said, keep an eye on Tom Brady on retiring yesterday on the show. Really? Oh God. I don't wanna do he that. Said, again. Quote, I thought we all one, agreed that he was the done. Quote, the actual quote is this one just blew my mind. Tom Brady might not be done after all, Eisen said. A couple people were just like, hang on, just you wait. And I was like, he's Instagramming out pictures of his cat, but it doesn't look like he's getting big and fat, does it? And just let it play out and see who wants what. He also had one AFC teammate be interested. And, of course, he says, keep an eye out for Miami. He says, if the Dolphins somehow or some way get a doctor's report, a piece of information that Tua you know, cannot play, that would be the team to watch. So I guess where are we going to drag this thing out? I thought Tom was done, done.
0: I thought, well, and some of his teammates who did not say they thought he was done the first time. Definitely all made it sound like they thought he was done this time. So I guess I thought we were over this conversation.
1: Rich Eisen was all about just the rumors yesterday. I, that was, that seemed just, like must have been a really good show yesterday for Rich. It's all about putting out some rumors. Like one
0: GM just feeding him a thousand pieces of information. Would you at least be entertained by Philip Rivers' return to the NFL? Of course.
1: Of course I would be.
0: Yeah. All those years in the
1: AFC West.
0: You know what? The Raiders should sign him. Let's get him back in the AFC West. I think the
1: Raiders are going to sign Jimmy Garoppolo and then draft the quarterback. Josh McDaniels going to go back to his old pal, huh? Jimmy G. Your guy. Your guy. Twice a year, we both get to talk about actually, Jimmy G? Both your guys. You love McDaniels, and you love Jimmy Garoppolo. I just... I've what does that do to your nipples?
0: I'll say this. We have yeah, spent current status on your nipples? When Jimmy G ends up here. Well, it's auto wins. We have, and the National Football League, has spent and wasted... Oh? way too much time dissecting Jimmy, Gar- Jimmy Garoppolo's non-career, okay?
1: He just dragged this man down. I don't know why. I don't know what it is <laughs> about you and Jimmy trying to drag Garoppolo. him down. Jimmy Garoppolo, Super Bowl appearance, a couple NFC title games, and you act like he Were well, you giving him last year's and NFC title
0: game and he wasn't even playing in it?
1: He's been in two. It would have been his third. That would have been his third. I mean. I wish we
0: brought this same
1: energy for, you know, don't you a lot it. of other. Don't you dare. Make, go ahead. Make a comparison. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: I wish we had this same energy for Tyrod Taylor
1: Oh, this entire time, you know? Stop. Okay. Stop.
2: That's what I wish. You just. Oh, man. That's what I wish. You know? Yeah. How many playoff games has Tyrod Taylor started in? One. Didn't he start in one? I don't know. Probably one or zero. Mm-hmm hmm Jimmy G started in six, at least. At least? I it's like Tyrod that. Taylor, he uh, started in one. It was in two thousand seventeen. Okay. It was a ten to three loss <laughs> versus the Jacksonville <laughs> Jaguars. Uh. He went seventeen of thirty seven, mm-hmm. hundred and thirty-four passing yards, zero touchdowns, one interception again the offense led by Tyrod Taylor scored 3 points in a playoff game okay jimmy g has been in 6 playoff games more He's,
0: more than more than 1 more than tyrod taylor but 6 6 his team uh scored less than 20 half of those times so
2: oh so now we're just using arbitrary numbers
0: yeah that's what you just did. Yeah, but
2: my number was Here is my number was three.
0: Here is passing yardage in those games. By the way, you're making fun of Tyrod Taylor's 130 yard performance. 131, 77, 219, 172, 131 again, and a miraculous 232
2: Cody, in you're a you like loss. that Onion article. You're like the headline of that Onion article. Man is very wrong, but very loud. So who's to tell? <laughs> It's just the more wrong you are, the louder you shout, whatever it is that you're saying. All right, let's get to the trash. Trash of the day. Trash and Jimmy Garoppolo.
0: Man's like 38 and he's got like 10,000 career passing yards. I'm he's supposed to not care 38, that he the dude.
2: You just now. You... Unbelievable how you are rewriting history <laughs> on this man. Oh, man. All right. Man, there's nine years in the NFL
0: and a whole 10,000 passing yards. Good for you, man. I'm glad I you got 1,000 a, a year.
2: While we're talking. You really him. did it. While we're talking. He ta-
0: wasn't starting for the first four or five years. Wow. Well, I wonder we're... if that's just an accident. Yeah. He's not starting now. Weird. He was behind Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. <laughs> Constantly.
1: Now he's starting behind Brock Purdy. He got injured. He stinks. While we're talking about age discrepancy, did you guys see Albert Pujols' his, uh, residence? Yeah. His. Uh... His estate is up for sale it's, today. It's, if tomorrow. it's 10,000 square feet, you got to say estate. It's definitely you can't an say estate. house. It's definitely an estate. Uh, he grew up in Independence, as we know, in the Independence area. And he's decided to sell his Kansas City area home along with the sale. Massive moving sale right now. So it's taking place from 9 to 4 today and tomorrow. He just There's some photos. There's all kinds of Basically, it's like when you're that rich, I guess you just like, eh, we don't need to pack anything up. Just sell the house as is. I can go. I got a bunch of other houses. I'll and buy new stuff. Other stuff. Do yeah, you guys want to go? We should. Items are all full price at 9 a.m. today. At By 3 o'clock, they get da- discounted to uh, 35%. Uh, tomorrow at 9 a.m., everything's half off. And b- tomorrow at 3 o'clock, it gets discounted even more. So, there's so no, we could
0: go right after the show tomorrow.
1: No,
2: yeah, after tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See what's left so we're just sifting through the rubble basically. yeah, yeah. but let's
0: get something for the coding gold garage sale from albert pool's house maybe like a bowl
1: i mean
2: they have
0: set of bowls thousand
1: dollar chairs so far at okay this but seventy percent we're gonna get priced chair. out of
2: that spot pretty easily
0: there's gonna be something it's you know what every every estate sale i've ever been to in my entire life has like a table full of old christmas decorations. everyone
1: do you think 100 that we can be like, this is a really weird request, but like, can we just get something for like Cody's just gonna want the toilet pole toilet roll holder yeah. for five bucks and it's yes. Albert Pool's yes. house. And you think is- you're getting that?
2: <laughs> I think
0: we can get something for like 10, 15 bucks at the Albert Pool sale if we go tomorrow after 3 p.m.
2: I'm not going, but you guys are. Yeah, go. You will no, go. I'm not I too, I'm not driving to independence to go to no. Albert Pool's estate no, no, sale. No no, 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 the house is in Leewood.
1: It's not far. Know, from that's you. not like far for you. That's yeah, actually kind of close. Yeah, it's in, no, it's 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 really close. It's a further drive for Cody. It's out south by you and I. It's a little bit further. It's that, or
0: we got to send somebody. Maybe my grandpa How many will go for us. Do he you think are going to show
1: up? Hundreds, thousands.
0: thousands.
2: Yeah, yeah. Large number of people for two days. A lot. Yeah. It's a big estate. There's a lot of stuff. Owl, you think Al will be there? I do need some no, new patio the, furniture. The somebody else to deal with it.
0: My that tree went through my patio furniture, so I could use some new patio furniture. Maybe Albert Pujols is up there wait for that sale at 3 o'clock on mm-hmm. Wednesday? Mm-hmm. You know,
1: because if he's asking
0: like $500 for it now, it could be like $100. bucks.
1: you are listening to Whoa. Cody. It also might be God. sold by the time we get there tomorrow, but yeah.
0: I'll take the chance. I'm not going to pay full price. Can't afford
1: that. We've seen some of the price It's not an auction. Things. It is set prices.
0: Yeah, but it's like every other estate sale. It's run by an estate sale company. I've been to these before. It's like the same company gets used Those all over Kansas they, City. They
1: live near there. Want me to get something for you? Yeah, yes. Go ahead. Please, please do. Please yeah, pick we want something. something
0: for the garage sale. If it's less than $20, bucks, i will you. I don't even really care what the item is. I just want it for the Coding Gold Garage Sale, which will benefit the just Negro League Baseball to Museum.
1: just say it was from Aberpools. Yes, all. obviously. That's, that's, it. that's it. I guess what I'm saying like soap dispenser, whatever, whatever they're willing to offer for Set under of $20. Set of kitchen bucks.
0: bowls, whatever somebody's not using on that Wednesday at 3 o'clock, they're looking to get rid of it anyway a chair that's like 50 bucks, whatever. Something like that. A cha- you just want a chair? <laughs> like A whole chair that used to that be in Albert Pool. Sit, that chair house. will
1: sit in this this building forever if we get a chair. No, ever going to pick it up? Yeah.
0: Something. We need something from that. That's the only way to legitimize even further going forward. You know, stuff from celebrities who, you know, he's a Hall of Famer. That's something from a Hall of Famer's house. Or are to ask some of our, you know, the people who appear on the show. Like last time we found out Danan moved and gave away a bunch of his stuff. And we could have gotten some from Damian, Damian Hughes' house. And we, didn't, we didn't secure it before the – we're not going to make that same mistake. We didn't secure it before the garage sale the last time.
2: All right,
1: that's the trash of the day. Up next, we get to the Chiefs Red Half Hour and the three or four options between now and Monday the Chiefs have with Orlando Brown Jr.
2: Chiefs Kingdom, this is Mitch Holtus, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody
0: and Gold, every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
1: All right, it is the Chiefs' Red Half Hour. We'll get into another name that perhaps the Chiefs should actually be looking to trade for. There's a name that came up last offseason, as a matter of fact, while we were, I think, at no other pub doing uh, our our show from there for for March Madness, or for March Madness. We were just hanging out. We had a bunch of different guests stop by and all that. Uh, So we'll get to the name that, once again, is coming up, at least in in Cody's mind.
2: You guys are just on to the next. The Chiefs bring you another Lombardi trophy, and all you can think about is what? Who they should trade, who they should sign, who they should draft. How about just enjoying this moment?
0: Should we just, like, replay Travis Kelsey's parade speech yeah. every day instead of... Yeah.
2: That's yeah you Make know Just every you like day us to at do. 11.30. Just play your favorite highlights. How about this? How about whatever happened, uh, you know, what was your favorite moment from the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's happened to us? Uh-huh. We just don't do that anymore, huh? Is that what you would rather do? Yeah, you know what? I think I would. What was your favorite moment from the Super Bowl? Hard to pick just one. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go with the Mahomes run. That 26-yard scamper. Boy. You know what? I am a fanboy. I'm proud of it. You guys could stand to maybe learn a thing or two. Good time to be a fanboy. <laughs> I would say so.
1: I would say Peak so. Time. Yeah, you're not really being a homer at this point. You'd be wrong most of the time if you were actually. If you try to go the other way? Yeah, like, like this guy. You'd be like the guys you just heard in the commercial, like Bart yeah. Scott, who are just trying to be different. Yeah. As evidence as national media, going in the opposite side, I'd be like,
0: no, this is the this is the year the Chiefs aren't going to be any good. It's not the best strategy. You know, the whole 14-3 regular season and then winning the Super Bowl part in a down year. Feels good. I'm glad that we got over this, Nick, but I'm
1: still going to suggest that they trade for somebody in like six minutes.
2: Okay, thank you. Thanks for the warning.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, the Chiefs have till Monday multiple options on what they can do with this Orlando Brown Jr. situation. We know they're not going to tag him by the deadline at three o'clock this afternoon. I still think option A, though, is finding a way to get a long term deal done before Monday or on Monday. But at that their me, price,
0: right? You still well, stand in that well, I, camp, I assume? Isn't that,
1: doesn't that go without yeah. saying? At this point, they, they that, made that <laughs> very clear. I think that's the only situation now. I think it is, all right, we want to really put this thing to a real deadline now. Not, hey, we're going to tag you, and then technically we have till August or September to get a deal, a long-term deal. No, we, we want to get a long-term deal done with you, so let's make a real deadline where it has to happen on Monday or by Monday. That's number one. And then the other part is, we know the number you have. We got our number. We're not close. You think you can go get that? Maybe you can. We're willing to let we're willing to risk that a little bit. We're also gonna willing to find out how badly do you want to stay in Kansas City and play with Patrick Mahomes and win another probably two or three rings. Or do you want to go get paid? Again, don't follow anybody for wanting to do that whatsoever. But you might end up on the Chicago Bears and you might not be in the playoffs for another four years. You pick. So it's putting some pressure on him. And that's the route they're going. So option A is working out a long-term deal and getting I still think there's a 25% chance. I said it yesterday. Uh, I still think it's around 25% that the Chiefs get a long-term deal done with Orlando Brown Jr. That, to me, still is the option that you look at first.
0: I think that the, I'm up to about 15%. I think largely because now that you're getting more reporting from Sam McDowell and others, they are telling Orlando Brown Jr., go find more money. Prove it. Like we're, we're about to show you what the real world's like because they have exclusive negotiating rights all the way until next Monday when he becomes a free agent. And instead of that, they're saying, go, go see what's out there for you. While we're the only team who can technically offer you a contract for the next few days, because we want you to see what the real world's like out there. Like before it's, you know, it's like a, Parents with like teenagers and be like, oh, go see what it's really like. Oh, you think it's so bad being here? Oh, look at all of our rules. They're like, no, go find out what it's actually like to have to like go to a job and pay rent and take care of the stuff yourself and do your own laundry and everything that comes in between it. And they're banking on the fact that when he goes and sees the options that are available to him, they're limited. And in fairness, two years ago, when Orlando Brown Jr. was available to the entire NFL, there were only a couple of teams who were interested and even less teams that were interested in him becoming a left tackle. And I don't think he spent a bunch of time in Kansas City making it even more clear he's definitely the left tackle you want to pay a bunch of money to. He's a left tackle in the NFL. He can play left tackle. It's fairly obvious he can. He did it for two. You know, did it for Super Bowl championship here in Kansas City. There's a reason why it works. But everybody also knows
1: that he's not one of the five best. Right. Everybody
0: knows that there's, but he wants uh, to be paid like that, and that's where teams are having a hard time making that leap.
1: Yeah, and this happens all the time, though. Players end up. Getting overpaid in free agency because there's teams that have the cap space that will look at and he's the you know one of the best available free agent tackles in football if he opens up with the league year and so somebody's going to pay him now will he get Trent Williams number which is kind of what the talk has always been we're all everybody's about to find that out uh, or is it going to be closer to the Chiefs you know the I know there was some funny money involved in the deal the Chiefs reportedly offered last year but it came out to an average of twenty three million per year. But it was, yeah, it it, it wasn't phony. It was
0: more like 18 or 19 career, but yeah,
1: and and they recognize that, and so we're gonna we're gonna see option A and B. I think to me, free agency is not a real option, like in terms of what do you do after Orlando Brown Jr. walks. To me, that is an option.
0: It's just further down the list of if you go that way. I think you're looking at right tackle, not left tackle. If you're just going straight
1: free agency, you are not finding a left tackle in free agency. People can bring up Taylor LeWan. You really want you think that that's your best option? A guy that can't stay healthy, can't get on the field. If you want to tell me you want to draft somebody and then have Taylor Juan just as a veteran and he's there for camp and and, and he's someone that maybe Because you don't have an answer. Fine. Sure. But that can you can't be like, Oh, we'll just sign Taylor Juan and be good to go. And I think the Chiefs are smart enough to realize that. But I just see that a lot from fans right now. Uh, that like, oh Taylor Lewan's someone that we can just go out there and sign. I look look at how many games that guy has played the last couple of years. It's not pretty.
0: No, it's not a good amount, but it's just if you're talking about the available options, isn't the best next best option the draft? Isn't that always the next best option? That's, rather me, than give up draft assets, unless it's unless it's Laramie Tunzel, rather than give up draft assets and pay a guy a ton of money, like if you're gonna if you if you have to use draft draft assets, why not just trade up? Why not just trade up and find a left tackle? Like if you're gonna give it to that, and then at the very least you get to do the thing that you wanted to do before Gold, which is have a cheap left tackle for a few years and go mm-hmm. get your Tristan Worfs. because left tackles can be found at 15, 16, 17, 18. I know that we've talked largely. And I think there's a lot of people who want to do this nonsensical craziness where they're like, Oh, you know what? You can find David Bakhtiari in the fourth. I'm like, yeah, you can also find Tom Brady in the sixth. That doesn't mean that's a good strategy for the most part. Starting quarterbacks are found in the first round, Sparting, starting left tackles are found in the first round. Sure, you can find guys off the street like Wiley, but that should never be your plan. Your plan should be first round offensive tackle, because right now, if they don't sign Orlando Brown Junior Gold, then their number one priority, without question, in the draft is now offensive tackle,
1: left no, or right, no, no doubt. And I, you know, maybe there's a name or two that gets cut between as well. You know, we we know teams are clearing cap space. I think uh, it was Nate Taylor that brought up David Bakhtiari's name, uh, as you just did too, but you were talking about a different context. He said, you know, if Rodgers doesn't go back to the Packers, could the Packers just say, All right, we don't we're just gonna kind of blow this whole thing up. And that's a guy that's had some injury history as well, but he's extremely talented, won't be cheap either. But that would be the, immediately outside of Orlando Brown Jr., that would be your your neck that would be your that'd be your only free agent real option, in my opinion. Otherwise, I'm with you. It's it's the draft and finding a way to go solve. It. And for all we know, because I, I we know the Chiefs have a plan in mind here with what they're doing with Orlando Brown Jr and they can pivot from it as needed because they've done that time and time again under Brett Veach. But was there a tackle or tackles through the combine? that they, Cody, they evaluated, they found, they, oh, this is, we think we got one here. We think we got one here. We, we think he's a steal, or maybe, we like you're saying, we can trade up. We think we'll be able to trade up to go get this guy. For all we know, they fell in love with the tackle as well that made it to, a lot easier for them to go ahead and say, all right, we're going to push this deadline towards Orlando Brown Jr. If we can work something out, the number we want, then great. We'll roll with that, and we'll move in a different direction. Uh, but otherwise, we we think maybe we did find a tackle in the draft that that can go in and step in and start right away. Maybe that's what's happening here, too. I don't know. But that, these are all on the table.
0: Like, if you're going to... And here's the thing. If you're going to bluff Orlando Brown Jr., which is what they're doing, they have several options outside of this. How far down... I'd ask... the. Joe Tooney is option. What for you? Four, that five, is break
1: class in case of emergency. That's
0: right. like, you're not feeling very good that the chiefs have come to this decision. I, I mean, for one year I'd live my life, but it would probably only be in the situation where they draft a right tackle who they're planning on being their left
1: tackle the following year. Here's, if you made me do it for one year, I could live. Here's my issue with other than we saw two quarters of Joe Tooney at left tackle and everybody just assumed that he's a all pro left tackle based on two quarters yeah. of football. Cause that did happen by the way. Um, Joe Tooney, this year cap hit twenty two million. Next year twenty two million. Following year twenty two million. Dead cap is thirty four million if they were to move on after, like right now, which they're not going to. Obviously, I guess my point is, we had talked about their need to maybe restructure the Joe Tooney contract. If I'm Joe Tooney and you're asking me to restructure, oh, and then you want me to play left tackle? Oh, I'd, that, I'd ask him that, to restructure that, before that, I ask that, him to play that, left tackle. That's for sure. So that's my only, that's the other like financial issue I have with anybody's idea that Joe Tooney can just go play left tackle is uh, the dollar amount changes a little bit too.
0: Oh, well, it does. But not if you ask him to restructure because they can move the money around. They don't even have to ask him. It's not
1: one of these like, I have to, do what, you mind situations. You, you, do you have like a dream scenario? Because I, I would, Laramie Tunzel. I, I think that, you know, we, we had mentioned it time and time again. Give him a five year contract and uh, I don't have to worry about left tackle for a long time. We had a, uh, you know, the discussion. I think you were gone one day when we were discussing this in like November, December. At that point in time, I said, tag and trade Brown to somebody else. Which already, I was
0: for from the already beginning.
1: Have, already have a deal in place with the Texans for Laramie Tunzel. And then you give Laramie Tunzel the big extension that basically Brown wanted, but Tunzel's better. That, that, to me, would have been great.
0: I think people get frustrated because it's you just gave up a premium pick to get Orlando Brown Jr., now you're going to do it again for Tunsell. But I got my value out of it. Separate him. I got my value out of the Orlando Brown deal. Showed up. They were top five offensive line. They won a Super Bowl. And after what they got back in return, and what they will get back in return in a comp pick, just based on what we think the formula be, they will give up what is the equivalent of a second-round pick. For a Super Bowl title, I'm good. I don't have to roll these things in together because if you start thinking about it is how many assets are you going to sink into the quarterback position? You can make that same argument for like the Eagles and Jalen hurts. And you're like, you don't have to do that because what 2016 they traded up for Carson Wentz in the NFL draft. No, these are separate deals. By the way, they got a super bowl out of the first one too. Not because of Carson Wentz was being particularly good, but you know, he helped them get where they were. And it's, you know, like if, if you get what you want out of it, these are separate deals. And if there's a team right now who can afford to use a draft pick, it's the Chiefs. And the reason why is because they have hit on an insane number of picks over the last couple of years. When you're hitting that kind of success rate, you
2: can miss it. Oh my God. Again? Nick, dude, it's March. We're getting why two do you say, mock dude, draft founders. When the mock drafts are released, there's nothing we can do. Huh? The sirens blare. And you seem to think that somehow I'm the one making all these mock drafts. That mm-hmm. I'm producing mock drafts. <laughs> it's not me, Cody. Don't they just keep me. showing up, huh? The messenger, Dane Brugler, the head draft analyst for the Athletic, has released his post-NFL Combine mock draft. Not the big one where he.
0: Does every single player. Doesn't he do that? He does a huge
2: draft guide. Well, he does a draft guide. This is a mock draft. You're conflating two things. But he does a seven-round mock draft. You're conflating two things, Cody. There's a mock draft. There's a draft board. There's a draft guide. I don't host a draft podcast, so you have to forgive me. I'm learning. This is a mock draft. And in this mock draft, he has the Chiefs selecting at pick 31. Offensive tackle from Ohio State, DeWand. Jones, the second of the two gargantuan tackles that are expected to be day one picks from Ohio State. You, I know, Gold gave me a little. He gave a little little head twist there when I said Dewan no, Jones was, no, because it is a good way. Yeah. I think you were thinking I would. I might, I might have said Paris Johnson Jr., who is also an offensive tackle from Ohio State. I mean, six, eight, 360. Oh. By the way, oh, that's a big oh. man. So if I told ah. you that Dewan Jones is six eight. He is 360. He is not the fleetest of foot tackle. Okay. He mostly plays right tackle, Hmm. but there is belief that he could be moved to left tackle. Does this sound like a description from anybody that we have discussed in the past?
0: (sighs) Kind of sounds like
2: Orlando Brown Jr. In fact, <laughs> he has been compared to Orlando Get Brown Jr. in that he is massive. <laughs> he is an earth mover, but there are questions. Speed rushers. By the way, he played right tackle at Ohio State. Yeah. There are questions as to whether or not he, he is left. going to be a high level left tackle. But again, would you rather have a 26 year old on a rookie r- deal? Yeah, 26 year old making 25 million or one who is 23 and is making chump change?
0: Well, it's the same thing. It's like if it fails and he becomes a right tackle.
1: Cool. That's a long term answer too. That's, Depending like, so on what so what? You do, that's, there's way worse. To that's get not it, at okay. 31.
2: And that's not okay if it happens with Orlando Brown Jr.
1: Right now, that means let's say the plan is for right tackle. Then, in that case, what's the you know if you bring back Andrew Wiley is it just on a two year deal? Then, because if that's if you think there's a case, uh, there's a chance that uh, the tackle you draft has to play right tackle initially in his career. Well, then you don't need to bring back Andrew Wiley at that point, but it still would leave a hole at left tackle for one year. Maybe you have a long term solution. Uh, in in a year or so, but what,
2: what is, who, who is playing left tackle next year? Like, you know, that's, I (laughs) I think the idea would be really hung
0: up on that gold. Okay. I think the idea
2: idea would be (laughs) that this rookie would be your left tackle. And if it fails miserably, then okay. Back to the drawing board next year, but that's my, but that plan fails. It's a hell of a lot cheaper than Orlando
1: Brown jr. No question. Here's the thing though. We know like, well, let's be clear and fair. At least to, I, I understand he's an easy target, but to Orlando Brown jr. You said he can he can be a failure, but Orlando Brown Jr. cannot. Orlando Brown Jr. has not been a failure in the national no, football. League. But no, but the Brown metric Jr. for what
2: it would I, constitute I, a I failure understand. changes when you're paying him.
1: I, I understand that, but like any notion, like you're like you, you uh, maybe it was just phrased wrong, I guess. But like saying that Orlando Brown Jr. like he can't be a failure. He's not a failure. No, he's, <laughs> he's saying he can't be a he's failure just, he's after not, the contract. He, yeah, and he's he's not going to be a failure after the contract. The issue is the contract you're expecting him to be. Uh, uh, the number one, number two, number three left tackle in football. We already know he is not that. The Chiefs would have nobody but to, to blame but themselves at that point if they, they paid him like a top left But that's exactly tackle. it. Yeah.
2: That's exactly it. When you're um, paying somebody but, elite money, you expect elite production. So if you fall short of that, from what the I standpoint hope, though, of what you're compensating them with, that's failing. What I hope, though,
1: still, though, is that we're not sitting here a year and a half from now and saying, man... Maybe we should have appreciated Orlando Brown Jr.'s performance a lot more because now we got a turnstile left tackle. As much as everybody thought Orlando well, Brown
2: Jr. was that, he has not been that. I think that might happen, by the way. Yeah. I think that very well could happen. Yeah. The Chiefs would it's- be – do you realize how lucky the Chiefs would have to get to immediately let Orlando <laughs> Brown Jr. walk and then yeah.
1: find an instant replacement?
2: The for other him? part Being is – pretty
1: incredible. Now, if there's a GM in football that can do it, I do trust that it's the guy in charge in Kansas City.
0: The other part about this is they're going to be better at mitigating in any way. Patrick Mahomes statistically is one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the NFL at reducing sack numbers. He will make whoever's doing
1: it look a little better. You like, guys remember – sorry, Cody, I had to chuff. Uh, do you remember the same conversation we were having, though, before they traded for Leonard Brown Jr.? And I thought the Chiefs answered, will they start a left tackle by as a rookie – By trading for Orlando Brown Jr., why can I honestly ask a question? Is it because the rest of the old line's better? Maybe that is. Why? why, That helps. Why why is everybody more willing now? To is it because they got two rings in their back pocket? Maybe to start a left tackle that's a rookie. All of the above. So back in 2021, the Chiefs gave us the answer. Their answer was, "No, we're not willing to start a rookie at left tackle. We need to go trade for Orlando Brown Jr." Is the draft class just not much better this year? Maybe. Is it everything else that I mentioned? Like, I'm just curious. It's everything you mentioned.
2: What's the difference? You shored up the interior of the line. You signed Joe Tooney. You drafted two starters at center and right guard. And you won a Super Bowl. And
0: it was largely considered at that time. That draft, when they had to go with our lander everyone. The consensus of the draft is there is not a single left tackle in this entire draft. It doesn't exist. Like, that player doesn't even exist in this draft. This is just a whole bunch of average right tackles. Right, and that was one that the entire story that coming out of, of the draft, and the, and they were right by the way. All the guys that
1: were going around the time weren't left tackles. And the question I would have now is, okay, it's a let's say it's better then, is it better at thirty one or is it? Oh, it's better, but yeah, you better get up into the teens then. You better you better trade up and get to the teens if you're getting the guy that you think can go and be that rookie starting left tackle for a team that has championship, super I, robust mentality. I think the
2: other part of it too is that, and we talked about this last off season. You are now in phase two of the Mahomes era in Kansas city, where he is now being compensated as he should be as one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL. And when all of a sudden you've got 18% of your salary cap tied into that quarterback, you have to make decisions in a different way. And you have to, I think, be much, much smarter with the contracts that you hand out. They were in a position to take a little bit of a risk last year where it was, Hey, this guy's still on a rookie deal. We got to maximize this window. Well, now you're in a, looking at a different window where it is we can't afford to pay elite money to non-elite players. It is a Chiefs
1: Red half hour. I told you there's there's a player that Cody wants the Chiefs to to trade for. It has, nothing, I to do, last has year. nothing to do with offensive tackles or anything like that. It was a player. We were at March Madness, no other pub. And at that point in time, it was someone that we wanted.
0: I was predictive, at least in the at no other pub. I also wanted them to sign Zach Grinky, and he showed up in the Rose uniform. So maybe something will One happen here. One for two, not bad. <laughs> Uh, Z- Zadarius Smith. So the 33rd put out their article of cap casualties for every team. And I didn't realize how dire it is, but the Vikings are in trouble cap wise. They're in bad shape. They are so far in the red right now, they are going to have to make decisions. And it turns out Zadarius Smith's contract, which was three years when they signed him, uh, was not structured. It was structured in a way where it essentially it could be a one year deal. So there's a chance they might just cut Zedarius Smith anyway, and he would just be available to you in the free agency market. But I don't think he'd cost that much to trade for anyway, because they are going to have to shed salary. I know they don't normally go after players who are in their thirties. And Zedarius Smith is, but he always got two years left in his contract. To me, this is a two-year situation. And I know he missed his entire year when he was 29 years old for Green Bay because of an injury. But in three of the last four years, the three that he played – He's had 13 and a half, 12 and a half and 10 sacks. If you're telling me right now, and he's going to cost for the trading team, 13 and $15 million a year. If you're telling me for an average of $14 million a year, I can get a 10 sack guy over the next two years. I don't know if I can really beat those prices and they're going to be looking to move on from Zadaria Smith, I think, anyway, they're going to have to get rid of some high-priced player on their
1: team. What are we talking What Are we talking, compensation? Are we talking a fourth-round r- fourth pick? I round think third pick? or fourth.
0: that That'd be my guess for where yeah, they would be I, asking.
1: Fourth-round pick, I'd be interested. The, the finances are interesting only because we know that the Chiefs just moved on or reportedly are going to move on from Frank Clark. They're going to save 20000000 million. They're going to eat 7 point whatever million. So seven plus, let's say it's 13, all of a sudden there's $20 million technically. that It's still, that position is still Sure,
0: but the you. sevens, no matter what, we kind of kind of do that anyway. So now we're looking for defensive ends who would be there. And I, like, look, if tackle's going to be here and we don't know about wide receiver yet, there's a chance we're going to go into this draft and you could say, yeah, it's a luxury pick and you can take a lot of different areas. But there are three or four areas you're definitely going to need improvement in. Zedaria Smith means you wouldn't need to immediately do anything on the defensive line. It can just be the George Karloftis, Chris Jones, Zadarius Smith show for the next couple of years while you sort that out, and you can start getting younger to a lot of other positions. You just got a little younger on the defensive line. You can still take guys in the third or fourth or fifth on the defensive line and look to add depth to go along with guys that you've done a good job with or Saunders or Dana. I feel like you could use one more high-end pass rusher and try to complete that level of defense for second consecutive year while you're still figuring out exactly how you look offensively.
1: And this is actually where it does tie into the Orlando Brown conversation actually because you have to figure out if you're the Chiefs and I'm sure they have what their plan in place. All right. Whether it's trade or free agency is our best way to improve our pass rush those route or is that where we're going to spend our first or second round pick in the draft. Uh, if we still need a left tackle, are we going to have to go give up draft assets to move up in the draft to go find that left tackle? Or are we going to make a trade with someone to go find that left tackle? But they, they both are intertwined a little bit. What, what is easier to solve in free agency slash trade, finding a left tackle or finding a, an edge rusher at this point for the, for what what's most effective for the chiefs.
0: It just depends on which, you know, it's always the same thing. It's like, what do you think you can for the right price, make your strength easily. Doesn't really matter they add on the offense. It's going to be a top five offense, right? I've told you, we talked about this a little bit. The investment in the defense over the next few years feels wise to me. It feels like you could do that, still have a top five offense, and yeah, we strengthen didn't. the rest of this. I feel like the Zeri- Zedaria Smith move, and look, maybe they need a little bit more of that money. Because if they're going to cut him, it's going to cost him that much anyway, Gold. Like the acquiring team is going to pay less anyway, and there's a chance they're just going to have to cut him. Maybe you don't even have to make the trade. Maybe just wait this thing out, and you can give him – his own paper three-year contract that is really only a one-year contract that you can just walk on after a year if you make the right selection in the NFL draft at defensive line or if George Karloftis takes a huge leap forward. Honestly, a lot of this is if George Karloftis turned into a 10-sack guy this year, you don't have to be desperate at defensive line at all. But that's still asking a lot, isn't it? I mean, as much as he was better than what we thought he would be his rookie year, taking the leap from six to 10 sacks is still a big one.
1: Coming up next, we'll get to what's trending. We'll talk more about those sack numbers and what the Chiefs are actually trying to replace. And there is still a deadline today, even if it doesn't directly impact Kansas City. Listen to every MLB game live. the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader.